Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Anjadia. I've published several episodes on philanthropy over the years, but it's a wide and fascinating field and it's worth getting into the nuance of it. That's because philanthropy has gone well beyond donating cash or writing checks to NGOs. We are now in a phase where leading philanthropists and even people like you and me want to not just give, but to make sure their money and effort are making a real difference. To that end, they're getting more engaged in such work. This is therefore a time of engaged philanthropy. Engaged philanthropy focuses on the long term and collaboration to maximize impact. Those engaged in it commit to using their skill, knowledge and resources to make that difference. All Indians Matter We have on the show Govind Dayar, philanthropist and founding board member and All India Chairperson of Social Venture Partners in India. SVP India's vision is to provide individuals with a platform to engage with philanthropy in order to create fulfilled lifelong givers. Govind has a long and impressive corporate track record that includes ESG and CSR leadership with companies like Infosys, Warburg, Pincus, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble and so on. I won't get into the details because that would take half the episode. I'll add, however, that Govind has served on the advisory board of the Asian Venture Philanthropy Network and is a board member at Give India and a Living My Promise signatory. Govind, welcome. Thank you, Ashraf. Uh, lovely to be here and thanks for having me on the show. Govind, while I've skimmed the surface of what engaged philanthropy is, could you detail it and also explain how is it different from traditional philanthropy? So, Ashraf, at the start, I would say that giving in India and philanthropy in India has been there for years and uh, it's all in different forms. Uh, we've typically given a lot through uh, means like food, helping others, helping people around us uh, in whichever way we can in kind. But in the last 20 years, the financial giving has increased tremendously. And typically people have given out money as checks very generously in a, in a benevolent manner. But they've not engaged with the check. They've not engaged with the organizations they've given it to. And the more you engage with an organization, the more you actually bring your head and your heart to play. So it allows you to engage both, both parts of your body to really make a difference to that not-for-profit or that cause. Uh, and that's what engaged philanthropy. Traditional philanthropy has been giving in kind and giving in cash. I'm saying do both, but do it with engagement uh, versus giving it and then walking away. And that's the, that's the big difference between the old model of philanthropy and the new one. And is it something new or is, or is it a model that is only now getting entrenched? Uh, also, could you talk a little bit about this evolution? So I got engaged with philanthropy uh, in 2010, so about 13 years ago, when uh, Social Venture Partners was a movement we started in India with a group of three or four of us. Our founder chair, uh, Ravi Venkateshan, who used to be at Microsoft, uh, worked with a couple of colleagues in the US and brought the model to India. Uh, and uh, it's a global organization, uh, opened offices in India. For me, that was the first time I got engaged with philanthropy. Since then, I've seen a lot of opportunities for people to get engaged in philanthropy. There's Living My Promise, which is another movement that started about five years ago. I'm part of that journey. There's Project Mumbai in India, which I'm also part of the journey there, which is about engagement and volunteering. So I think it's starting to pick up in a big way, Ashraf. But would I say it's been here for years? At least 10 years ago, I did not know about it. Today, five years later, I'm hearing a lot more about engaged philanthropy. And the evolution has been where people feel that while they're giving money, they also need to know what's happening with the money. They need to know also what's happening with the NGO. And as they start that journey of engaging with their money, they soon get engaged with the NGO itself. They get engaged with the cause. And that's led to a lot more engaged philanthropy and a lot of purpose for them. Yeah. 
and when you say engage philanthropy is it something that only large donors can do or what about lay people can they be part of it too no i don't think it's a large donor movement at all i think it's every single citizen of india or anywhere in the world can do it um i have seen children at the ages of 18 and 19 and 20 doing fabulous work with not for profits and with uh, organizations in the social sector i've seen people in their 70s uh doing that uh, so i don't think it's an age issue i don't think it's a financial issue even if you have very little i think you have a lot to give as an individual so i think the more we engage as individuals sometimes with our money but more with our mind and our time we will make a huge difference to this country because if each of our citizens choose to engage even a couple of hours a month in social causes at the ground level i think we will be doing a phenomenal work along with the government along with the other private sectors and really making a difference to the country now if i am a philanthropist how do i go from someone willing to part with the money to becoming truly engaged with the cause how does one do that so firstly i want to define the word philanthropist uh to me a philanthropist is one who gives anything it doesn't need to be money unfortunately the word philanthropist means lots of money and for me i have benefited from philanthropists who've given a lot of their time a lot of their heart a lot of their networks their wisdom more than their money so i just want to be clear ashraf that the word philanthropy shouldn't be engaged associated with only people with money i think each of us is a philanthropist in our own way and we can make a difference the second part is if people have capital and they want to give some money it could be a few lakhs it could be a few crores whatever they want to i would encourage them to think about where they want to give it and why but also see whether they can engage with that cause and that mission and help that cause and mission uh, there are many people out there who are very happy to take the money but uh, that's a very tangible resource the intangible is the wisdom the access to networks the connections that a person can bring which actually is very intangible but it's hugely valuable to an organization and i can give you examples of you know an ngo which suddenly was asked by the authorities regulatory authorities to shut down shop because they felt that they weren't in compliance with certain issues and the ngo had been running for 10 years and they felt they were fully compliant on issues they wrote to me I immediately engaged one of my SVP partners who was a lawyer and very quickly we found out that this there was no basis for a case here and in 48 hours that NGO's case was withdrawn now that's huge value to this NGO it's far more than the money i give them it's existential crisis that got resolved that's because i was able to pull in the right resources so i want to give uh, the many such examples i can quote where actually money has not been the reason for success it's engagement and its value so i think it's both uh, ashraf engaging the money now if you are a new philanthropist you want to give some money you want to give your time you don't know how to engage that's where the social venture partners model comes in that's where we as a group of 500 uh philanthropists 500 partners 500 individuals have come together to work with 70 to 100 not for profits every year to make a difference i think one of the themes that keeps coming up going the in such conversations is measurement now is it even possible to measure the impact of engaged philanthropy so depends on what you want to measure uh if you want to measure the tangible impact of has engaged philanthropy led to growth in beneficiary impact has it led to money being utilized better has it led to uh, outcomes answers 100% it's measurable is the entire impact because of the engagement is not you're not able to differentiate the two 
So I'll give you a live example of an organ of, a, of one of my uh, SVP partners uh, who is actively engaged in waste management, who chose that as a topic and said, "Okay, I'm going to engage with the government. I'm going to engage with the local authorities. I'm going to engage with the citizens and create a movement around waste management." Now, in a short span of time, uh, she's been able to make a huge difference to that ecosystem in getting awareness going, in getting impact going, in getting people to measure how they can make a difference. And she's going to be working with the government to really try and make a green city happen soon. Now, I don't think she's done it alone. I don't think she can keep, is capable of doing it alone. But she has been the catalyst through her engagement in making that happen. And that is what I talk about engaged philanthropy. You can be a catalyst towards driving impact. Uh, you may not be able to take credit for all the impact. I don't think any of our SVP partners or philanthropists wants credit as much as change to happen. So I would put it that way, Ashraf. And uh, you know, I haven't had a chance to explain social venture partners, but you know, it's an organization created with uh, volunteering of partners across the ecosystem in eight cities across India. And what we do is we come together and we work collectively, leveraging the experience, the wisdom, and all the ex uh, all the networks we have to make an impact on those eighty to hundred not-for-profits that we work with every year. That's the power of the platform. And that's why even new philanthropists can come in and learn from others in the ecosystem and become better philanthropists. Now, in your experience, is the engaged approach a greater draw for the youth in particular? And the vast majority of my listeners, as I told you earlier too, are in the 16 to 30 age bracket. Yeah. And so this would be of great interest to them. No, I think it's fantastic. If they get engaged in, uh, in the 16th, uh, in, the, in the late teens, if they get engaged in their 20s, the sooner they get engaged, uh, the better. I wish I had started 20 years ago, that I started my own journey. Uh, yes, they can get engaged in many ways. They can start by volunteering with uh, not-for-profit organizations or civic organizations, uh, like Project Mumbai, as I mentioned earlier, or even within SVP, we have something called Youth for Philanthropy, which is a movement where we are engaging the youth to work with our not-for-profits in a very structured manner with a mentor-mentee model. So they can be mentors to a lot of younger people to help them drive impact. So I would say the youth of India has a huge, is, is a huge pivot to help us drive civic impact and social impact. So the more they can volunteer, and uh, no disrespect to the older people like myself, but I think the youth bring in a very different dimension. They bring in a very different perspective. And I think that diversity of thinking and information is enormously helpful to the sector. And are there any trends that you have noticed uh, in recent times when it comes to engaged philanthropy? I'm referring to choice of causes and things like that. So I'll start with the trend of the youth and the ages that you said, right? Uh, there's a movement called Teach for India, which started about uh, 12 years ago now. Uh, and they've done some phenomenal work in getting the youth engaged with philanthropy. And I think TFI is really a trend setter in the country of really allowing youth to come in, in a structured way, becoming leaders, becoming entrepreneurs becoming educators. Uh, I'm seeing a trend increasingly now towards people picking many causes. There used to be a time when education used to be the single biggest focus area for many, many organizations. But now, um, you know, uh, having been in the CSR community now, I see a lot of people looking at waste management, environment, water, uh, mental health. Uh, definitely education continues to be up there, right up there. Uh, I think... Uh, I'm seeing a desire to touch different pockets a lot more. Uh, although very, very nascent, arts and culture is starting to, to be a early, early indicators of a trend. I'm seeing animal welfare, animal care, something that India 
probably didn't put much focus on, coming to the fore much more. So I'm seeing many, many new pockets, Ashraf. Uh, and even within SVP, when we started in 2012, we started by saying, let's focus on livelihood as a theme. But today we've expanded beyond livelihood. We're doing a lot of other things uh, which, which are driven by the passion of our partners and their desire to, to be in those areas. And what are the challenges you would say? I'd say the biggest challenge is uh, having a platform or a way to get engaged. Uh, it can be quite disillusioning because not many NGOs are equipped or capable of uh, you know, absorbing volunteerism. So they need to know how to react to a volunteer. If I walked in as a volunteer, I've been in the so-called corporate world where I think very differently from them. How do I engage with them? So I think the engagement model requires some structure. It requires some uh, orientation, some mentoring, some hand-holding. And I think that's where SVP stands out because we provide that framework and that ability to do it. Um, and I think the more we can create some opportunities for people from the non-profit sector to engage with the for-profit, the, the non-for-profit sector, it'll be a huge difference. Because even the NGOs don't know how to use volunteers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we need to help them use the volunteering. Yeah. yeah. What about the establishment of networks? Well, that's, that's equally important, right? Knowing the right people, knowing who to turn to. You already gave us one example of that NGO that you helped out. Yeah, and I, and I would say that this is probably the single biggest um, uh, need of the hour. Uh, if each of us could bring our networks, our wisdom, our experience, our relationships to bear towards the not-for-profit sector, the sector would be would be you know would be phenomenally benefited. A lot of us feel that you know asking for money is a bad thing. Uh, I've unfortunately you know not believed that for a good cause it's a bad thing. I don't I don't believe asking for the right cause is the wrong thing to do, and it's a very personal decision. Uh, you know, the Living My Promise movement that we started five years ago, uh, which I was part of, um, is a phenomenal movement where there are now 135 promisers across India who've all committed to pledge 50% or more of their net worth towards philanthropic causes during their lifetime or in their will, which means that they are really giving back in a big way to come the country. And these are not all rich millionaires. They're simple people uh, who, who really want to make a difference and say, why do we need to give all the money that we've earned in our lifetime to our children? Our children are self-sufficient, are capable of being on their own. So let's give it to people that really need it much more than our family does. And so I think it's a function of their money and their engagement. Both is coming to the fore. And uh, I think the networks, are even within Living My Promise, every day, if not every second day, there's some network plea on, the, on our WhatsApp chat group. Can you help me with that? Can you help me with this? And so quickly, people spontaneously come up and help out things. So I think, uh, you know, I'll give you one example on our, one of our SVP chat groups. There was an NGO that needed 100, not 100 laptops or tablets for educating their children. And the post was put up by one of our partners. And within 24 hours, uh, one of our other partners said, hey, we've just got 100 computers that we are, we are going to be giving off in our company. We have, you know, three years are up and, you know, companies have this policy of changing computers. They're still very good. We're happy to give them to you for free. And lo and behold, in 24 hours, an NGO got what they wanted. And so it's things like this that I think really make a, make my uh, my um, bring a smile to my face and make me feel great. Going also the engaged form of uh, philanthropy offers an experiential component to it. Uh, why is that important? You know, I referred a little bit a uh, little earlier to it. Uh, a lot of people give money, uh, and I think that's a great, great gift. That's a great gift, and that's a great thing. 
But I think when they engage with the money, the purpose of the money gets established further. And I think their own purposefulness comes in. Uh, I'll give you a simple anecdote about myself. Uh, 2010, I was giving a little bit to SVP and I was giving a little bit to NGOs. I've been able to dial up my, my contributions financially, but more so now I dial it up where I feel that there's a purpose for me to get engaged and a purpose for me to deliver value. It could be one hour a month. It could be one hour a quarter. It could be just knowing what's happening there. It could be just a thought partner to that NGO. But I rarely now ever give money to an NGO that I don't know anything about. Uh, and I think that's the journey I've gone through. And I think I would encourage most people out here to uh, you know, give it purposefully because I think it's very important to experience the value of giving. Otherwise, if I had to use a strong term, it's charity. And charity is out of pity. And I don't think this should be given out of pity. This should be given out of a purposeful need to make a difference. So I think that's the difference for me between engaged philanthropy and, and charity. Now, given all the work that you have seen in this space, which is your favorite story about engaged philanthropy making a real impact on the ground? So one I shared was on the waste management. Uh, another one was, I would say, um, when I've seen some of... Uh, some individuals, uh, SVP partners, or even living my promise signatories, go out there and work with the not-for-profit, work with an engaged model. So I'll give you a sense of there are eight or ten of my fellow living my promise uh, promisers that have chosen to go and adopt a village and help it become a model village, a model area. So they're looking at education, sanitation, a whole bunch of things to make it really a model. And then our goal is to showcase that and try to have people adopt this model. So be in a position in 10 years or 15 years from now where there are, there are hundreds and thousands of people who have chosen to engage with, with philanthropy and in a specific area for impact. Um, so I'd say there are examples that I have seen uh, where some of our partners at SVP have got engaged with an NGO which had a purpose of going from A to B and very quickly, they've scaled them up from A to D because they've come in, they've got to engage, they've realized that they can do much more. And the NGOs got so much more excited because they never thought there were possibilities. Uh, a simple example would be an NGO that, um, that works with women who work three, four to four hours a day in making certain things and earning five to 10,000 rupees a month. Uh, small amounts, but gives them independence, gives them authority in the house, gives them the ability to educate their children. This NGO was struggling with its distribution. So it so happened that two of my partners knew somebody at Amazon and somebody at Flipkart. And very quickly, they sent their products there. And those products went online on Amazon and Flipkart. And within a month, they were able to sell their entire production of 10 days in no time. And then they had to scale up. And that NGO today is at a 12x scale from where they were when we came in. So it's because of introductions, networks like this, that really I feel is the ability for our partners to get engaged. Now, Govind, you already told us a little bit about SVP India. Tell us what comes next for it. So I think SVP India is uh, at a point where we are now 11, 12 years old. Uh, with 550 partners across India. We're in eight chapters. Our goal is to really aspire to be the gold standard of what we could on engaged philanthropy. Really make a difference to our not-for-profits, to make a difference to our ecosystem. And be in a position where... Every not-for-profit we work with feels a huge value from us and the ability to be, to be independent, independently fly after we've stopped our engagement with them for three years. So the SVP model, Ashraf, is that for three years, we get deeply engaged with the not-for-profit. 
we give them some capital, some, some money, but we really give them a fair amount of our time. So, for example, in the last uh, 11, 12 years, SVP has probably put in about 30,000, 35,000 hours in helping 100 not-for-profits really scale and grow. Uh, we've contributed over 25 crores to the ecosystem. And uh, this year alone, because of the scale and growth we've got, we'd probably contribute 10 crores. So, uh, you know, our goal is to contribute to the ecosystem from our own contributions, but also to raise voluntary donations and CSR from others. So one of the big contributions SVP can do is if every single not-for-profit that we have is seen by the ecosystem as being a well-referenced, well-due-diligenced, well-running organization with the right governance, it'll help our CSR ecosystem. It'll help our philanthropists really identify the right NGOs to, to work with. So aspirationally, in five years from now, if we had a 500 such NGOs that we've worked with and we've had the ability to make a difference and they have in turn made a difference to many other philanthropists, I think SVP would have achieved a far bigger mission than it is today. So here's a question I ask all my guests at the end of the show. Why do you do this work? I guess for me, it's purpose. You know, when I was 50, about 11 years ago, and I was, I had the privilege of attending a speech by somebody who talked about uh, purpose. And they said, uh, the day you realize when you've achieved purpose is the day you actually know why you're in this world. And for me, my purpose in life now and for the next many years of my life is going to be to really give everything that I've gained from, the goodness of everybody else around me that has enabled me to get to this stage. My only way of thanking them is by being, uh, being myself with people that actually need much more of, of me. So uh, the reason I do what I do is really to provide the benefit of goodwill and goodness that I've got to people that I think are deserving of it. And uh, I feel very enriched by that. Govind, thanks so much for taking your time to be on the show. Thank you very much, Ashraf. Um, only request to anybody who's viewing this and hearing Ashraf's very piercing and deep questions is, think hard about how you want to get engaged with philanthropy. Uh, there are many ways to do it. Social Venture Partners is one. Living My Promise is another movement which you can be part of. But most importantly, find something that's dear and near to your heart and go and do it. Don't wait for time. Don't wait till you retire. Don't wait when you're very old. Do it as soon as you can. Thank you all for listening. Please visit allindiansmatter.in that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-M-A-T-T-E-R.in for more columns and audio podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashraf Engineer that's A-S-H-R-A-F-E-N-G-I-N-W-E-R and All Indians Count that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-C-O-U-N-T Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram, the handle is All Indians Matter. Email me at editor at allindiansmatter.in Catch you again soon. <laughs>